0: On this episode of The Playbook, I have Rob Deerdeck, former pro skateboarder and founder of Deerdeck Machine. Rob and I are going to discuss optimizing your life and also he's gonna show you how he is the greatest student of the calendar ever created. Join me for all this and more on The Playbook. This is The Playbook. <laughs> where I give you access each week to the world's greatest athletes and executives about their personal and professional playbook and what has made them champions on and off the field. This is The Playbook. I am so excited because it's very rare I get to meet another ferocious Buddha. Uh, And I know that's a blend that I stole from the Psycho Bunny. I'm like the great oxymorons that exist, both of us Buckeyes from Ohio. Uh, from afar, we've both been fans of each other, which is a surprise to me. But Rob Deerdeck he's an incredible entrepreneur, actor, producer, philanthropist, uh, of course, podcaster uh, with build with Rob, TV show personality, reality show personality. But what you really are to me is a scientist. Mm. Uh, it's very rare that people can blend two things, and it's the truth with humankind. Mm-hmm and the legacy that we can create when we understand these different pragmatic blends with spiritual blends and come up with one formula of what I call happiness. And so I wanted to have you on the playbook because I want this playbook to be, well, will promote whatever you want, everybody can watch Build with Rob, they can watch your TV shows and you know, be a part of this, but I really would love for you to start delving into your formulas. Mm-hmm. You have a formula of not just success, but to happiness, fulfillment, passion and purpose. And profitability seems to be a subset of all of those. When did that systematic journey, that blend of the scientist that you are, like me, mm-hmm. with this great force of energy, light, love and lessons, this greater perspective that you have, when did that start?
1: Uh, you know, look, in in 2013, you know, I had gone through this crazy a financial opportunity where an investment bank group had offered to acquire 50% of everything I did for life and help turn me into a billionaire. And when they did the diligence on me, it was clear that I was a complete mess, right? And it went from like this life-changing moment to this great sort of moment of discovery that made me realize that not only did I not know business like I thought, but I just wasn't happy. And at the height of this now, think I had cartoon on Nickelodeon and two television shows on MTV and a professional skateboarding league on MBC or ESPN and all these different deals world and records. all this stuff, world <laughs> records. And I'm flipping cars for Super Bowl commercials. Like I was at the peak um, of sort of adventurer, celebrity, reality star but I, I wasn't happy because I felt like I was being, I was going a hundred miles an hour in a hundred different directions, right? I was just pulled tight. And and I, I think from that point forward, I was like, I've got to decide, like not what I'm gonna do next, but how do I build a, a and find happiness, right? And I read a business book at that time that was called Start at the End. And it was this idea that before you start a business, decide what you want the outcome to be. Do you want it to be $2 million and kick off $500,000 in profit for 20 years? Do you wanna grow it to $20 million and sell it for four times revenue for 80 million? Like it, it completely changed my mind as it was related to planning. And then I thought to myself, well, why don't I do that with my life? Right. And when I finally decided to be, decide I like what my ideal life should be and began to get clarity on that and then began to create a pathway to that and then began to create systems on how to hit the milestones towards that pathway is really when everything things changed for me, when I began to develop that process.
0: And I went through that type of epiphany in 2008. Everybody in the world thinks you must be the happiest person in the world and you're unhappy pulled in different directions because you don't know the what, the who, the how, the now and the why. You probably do know your why, but you're not applying the why I should say. But as you sat there, we're lost puppies, right? You read these books, thinking and Grow Rich, Wayne Dyer, whoever you're into. And it gives you a catalytic effect, but you still need people to help guide you along the way. When you kind of, got your epiphany, your transformation, a quantum shift, I call it. Mm -hmm. Where did you reach out to, to figure out the steps to take in order to effectuate what you thought was a new path?
1: Well, the first thing I started looking for, because it started with business. Because I think in that 360 deal, what I was the most sad about is I didn't understand business. I was a brand and marketing mind, Mm -hmm. who uh, was a quote unquote entrepreneur, because I'd started all these different companies. And I really wanted to start first with dissecting the entire functionality of a business and then systematize how I created business to make it more successful. And I hired a a gentleman named Chris Smith from an Arrive consulting group out of Seattle. I had, I had basically started doing all this research looking for people to help me. um, And he immediately flew down from Seattle and laid out like, Hey, this is how I think you should think about it. Here's all these different rhythms of business and how everything works. Here's here's what we should go through a, a big immersion and understand who you are to to decide what your path forward. Like the first time that I had really taken that approach, and what I learned in developing it for business is what I then. As I was basically building my system for the DeerDeck Deck machine, I began building my system for life at the same time. And these discoveries, like rhythm of company, right? There's sort of these this company, when you have a company, there's this cadence of things. It's weekly financials, it's you know bi-weekly CFO meetings, it's bi-weekly marketing meetings, whatever it is, there's sort of a rhythm to it. And I realized, like, wow, life's actually this crazy rhythm. It's holidays and birthdays, and you go in on these days, you didn't, and you can actually build build a a life rhythm that you can begin to be much more consistent with and automate to begin to make life more effortless that's where it really started for me I designed it both from a business standpoint and a life and then have been optimizing it for five years you know and your
0: optimization is incredible you've shared with me the actual AI the systematic approach that you take that it forms your life into Excel sheets utilizing time is what I call the consistent or the dominant basis or factor in which you determine how you feel, it seems like. And I always say, you don't know something until you can simplify it. This is the yeah. process of optimization. I teach being a student of the calendar, you know, to study, to pay attention to and give intention to the coincidences you wanted. And when I looked at your Excel sheet, like my heart was singing, my mind was singing. I had to pull over my daughter to look at a pragmatic proof of this philosophical uh, perspective that I try to empower my own children with. And looking at it, it wasn't complex, mm-hmm. but there's years of complexity and education and learning and dummy tax and experience that goes behind it. Would you mind sharing with everyone the simplicity of what you track and then why you track it?
1: Well, Well, number one, it's simplicity on the far side of complexity. Right. Love because it. you got to go through it to make it simple. Right. And, and, and I think mastery is part of simplicity. The more clear, the easier it is, the better it is to understand the easy it is for you to execute, be consistent with, and ultimately get the results and the results, the progression towards clear end goals drives both belief and energy. You know what I mean? Like when you're, don't matter, you can be as patient as can be if you are slowly moving towards where you wanna go. And so for me, I, I like both qualitative and quantitative, right? Where the qualitative is just how do I feel? Zero to 10 about my life, my work, and my health, how Your motivated wife. it is. I, I ask my wife how it, she feels, right? right? right Cause right. I, wanna, I wanna have insight to how she's feeling so that I, I know every day where she's at, Um, from how she's feeling perspective, because then then that brings me awareness. I call it qualitative awareness, because what happens if you begin to track zero to 10, how you feel about uh, these aspects of your life, you'll begin to see the same things that either drive you up or drive you down. And that gives you that qualitative awareness now that you can make change, because how you feel is so hard to really ultimately get clarity on because there's so many inputs that drive how you feel usually, right? And through this system over time, I eventually cleared out almost all things that drove me to what I called half empty, right? Where, you know, cause when you're half full, you don't care what happens in the world. You, you know, like this and this, when <laughs> you're half empty, you're like, why did I buy that car? Like, why do we even live in this house? Like the half empty? Why am I married? Why right? do and, I have
0: kids? We can go like deep.
1: you, and to me like that, that half-empty side of life, I eliminated completely through qualitative. Uh, uh, asking myself every day on each of those, right, and so now, now I've gone a step further, right. So okay, that's that's sort of this simple task. What could you do each day? Just ask yourself zero to ten. You'll begin to see, um, you'll you'll see data that shows how happy you are. When I should look at my numbers in 2015 how below five I was and how I was averaging like 12s and 14s in months and now my goal for this year between all three it's a total of 30 so back then I was like 14s and 15s and now you know last year for the entire year I averaged 18.6 right and are you more consistent
0: than when you started because one of the things that set apart what I was looking at over anything else is I study things every day yeah. And it took me 9 months to say thank you for example every single day without missing. Yep. Were you are you more consistent than you were when you first started? Was there a lot of missed days?
1: No doubt. Because yep. think about it, right? It's you you it's like any other muscle. I started in 2015. And it's this beautiful, giant three-month gaps of nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, and and so even when you think about it from an extreme, it took me four years before I tracked a whole year. took me four years. And then in that year, right? So, yeah, it's like, it's another thing. It's like, and you're not, it's, it's, it gets more exciting when you get more consistent and when you really, it gamifies your discipline over time, right? Because eventually I just don't even think about it. I was able to then transition to where, yeah, I have a tight, schedule as it relates to planning my calendar but i still go back each day and fill in everything i did on that day because i'm also not controlled by my calendar i'm controlled by my energy so if i'm feeling like just my wife's down or i'm like feeling like like i've been going too hard i'll clear the rest of the day and then go take my wife to the movies right and but i'll still track that i took that time and added it and tracked it for my wife right and so again You grow into it, but its value is it gamifies your ability to see, to not only be more disciplined, but see its actual effect on your overall well-being, right? And that's what's made it so exciting. But again, what did I see on that qualitative side? That it was directly affected by if I drank if I ate well, if I had good night's sleep, if I meditated, uh, if I got up early, all of these things would dictate that are now quantitative, right? Did you or did you not do it? So then what did I start doing? Started tracking that every day. And so last year, for the entire year between my core five, I averaged 57% for the year. Right? And, and that is as extreme discipline. Yeah. I still average 50%. Now, what did I average through the first three months of the year? 97%, right? Because last year was the first year that I recorded it all, so I have now gamified my discipline. I said, I'm going to beat, I'm going to have over 20 average qualitative score this year. And the only way I can do that is to keep my quantitative health balance above 80%. And that's what I committed to. And I'm on it now. I've gamified it. I, I, look, if I skip brain training, I'm like, okay, stop everything. I got to get my brain training in. Like, oh, I wasn't able to meditate first thing in the morning because I was running behind on shooting TV. First thing I do when I get home is meditate, right? Like, I, I you know, missed the gym. Oh, no, I got to get in there, right? It's like because I'm now, it made it this exciting, fun, gamified thing. It's, uh, it's made the discipline even better. And what has it done? Maybe my quality of life, my purpose, my execution, my fulfillment, my excitement, my energy, everything with it is has compounded. That's the word. That ultimately just makes me happy.
0: Yeah, you know, things compound then, on itself and looking at your life as one of the world's greatest skateboarders to producers, TV stars, etc. This idea of negative energy and positive energy aggregating upon itself, compounding and I always say. That this compound interest works in the negative behavior's favor because what happens is when you do things positive, like you just have dictated by your systems, when you do things positive, you have expectations of seeing a result. Mm -hmm. The difference is when you do things negative like drink, miss the gym, all these other things that we do that aggregate on themselves, well, we don't expect a negative result. Yeah. we expect the continued positive result. And what happens is you have to put 90% of the effort in without seeing any results. And then we start able and are capable of seeing a result like where you're at right now with your systems here in 2021. You weren't seeing any results immediately, but you can see the numbers and quantify something that you were feeling, which was great. The two things I want to talk about that's so important for everyone is as disciplined and consistent that we are. and I will tell you that I have been blessed to be around the world's greatest billionaires, millionaires, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, entertainers. They all have this as a common denominator, but you're the top of the top to miss, you know? But yet you still have two things that are interesting. One, you always have an adaptable routine. Like as disciplined and consistent that you are, you have this idea that it's an adaptable routine and I'm gonna have an adaptable system that allows me to go to the movies for four hours. Mm-hmm. Or you also have a weighted balance. Where other people that get into this discipline, consistent, persistent behavior, they feel like I have to do this 25%, 25%, 25. And you have work, family, and life, uh, or work, life, and health. health. But it's not 33, 33,
1: and 33% of your day. Yeah, and look, think about this too. I've designed balance with purpose, right? I have my... I have day, Wednesday day breakfast with my wife. I have Thursday movie nights. I have Sunday uh, early dinners. We do uh, family Sunday morning. We do family meetings and Sunday after like everything is. I've started with balance design. I've designed. I have committed to I will only execute anything outside of my family inside a certain time framework. It's not enough. Right? Because you can't live, life doesn't happen inside this perfect structure, right? Like, it just doesn't. So we you, yeah. And, <laughs> and so it's like, it's like, you have to, and guess what? I, every single morning I send a, an email to my wife of every single thing I'm doing that day and what it means to me with a love quote, right? I give her a coffee at 6.15, at 6.30 she gets an email of everything I'm doing in that day uh, I, as I've been optimizing our communication, right? I have Tuesday night talk nights with just me and my wife, Thursday night I have everything laid out. It's the foundation of balance, but life is is not set inside your calendar like at the end of the day it's still how you're feeling how everyone's feeling if she's down I know when and the reason I have her just say how do you feel about our relationship every day zero to zero to ten and I have her respond on the email I send her every morning so there's a, a data there's a track record of it she'll be like I wasn't that happy for that long I'm like yes you were <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, and <laughs> so it's but it's like again these are all optimizing like the energy of my family, of my time, and my balance done with purpose, but I still have to make everything deeply adaptive based off of how I'm feeling, because it's like, it's like, because because think about it, like, it's not necessarily, some sort of tragedy that'll suck the life out of you, it is, it is one big decision, one thing out of nowhere that now you have to deal with that is still part of the joy of your life and your ambition and what you actually want to accomplish. But it's now taking so much energy from you to make a decision and or God in the worst Worst way when you're waiting on something else, somebody else to decide something for you, it's hard to like continue that, that pursuit forward when you're waiting on somebody else's sort of answer, something to happen inside it. So it's that, that you're still this living amoeba, but you've got to do your best to make sure your foundation is always set and then be agile around your foundation. And because what, what, what does happen is, you know, I get up at 4.30 most days, right? And I started getting up at 4.30 instead of uh, 5 because that little extra half hour, boy, what did it give me? So much, right? <laughs> you see it, the
0: other half hour behind it, 4 to 4.30, trust me. Right, it's even no, better. no,
1: no, there's a matter of time before I get there. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but we know as two guys that get up really early every single day. And look, it's seven days a week. It's not, Thank uh, you, you know, Thanks it's insane. not a, I don't, I don't have like weekends. I spend more time with my family and a more balanced, less less work on the weekends but I still um I, I don't ever want to break out of that rhythm you know it's like even what I showed you is the rhythm of existence right yep. it's an operating manual to my life and it's my rhythm of my entire life and I've automated so much of it so that in those precious hours I have I get to just I get to do the things that give me energy right because at the, it, rather than the stuff that you hate doing that you constantly got to get bogged down with um, David just went off on into no man's land. There. Now it's
0: good to, with that rhythm though, it's yeah. important because what I also noticed is your wife's feelings were, uh, they were connected to what you were doing. So like if you weren't focused and consistent, the way she felt about your relationship went down as well. Yeah. And then we started talking about kids and it's so interesting because I think that's the most, for people like you and I, people that optimize our lives to the maximum potential. I call it enjoying the consistent everyday, persistent without quit pursuit of your own potential. Well, that's our potential and those closest to us will be relative or connected to that potential. But here we have children that are in some respects the most connected to us, Mm -hmm. but in the other respect, they're the farthest from us because they're forced within our rhythm. Yep. And they haven't evolved in the same way growing up in Akron, Ohio, or Kettering, Ohio, skating every day with nothing and just a dream. And here they wake up in a whole different situation in uh, mm-hmm. a different energy. And how do you control the people and ideas around you, number one? And then finally, how are you going to? be or deal with the fact that your children, what we persist, will they will resist at first. Mm-hmm. And it takes time until they, the light comes on and they get within the context of, whoa, maybe my dad does know something. Uh, but you have to be patient because I promise you one thing, there's nobody more resistant than a teenager. I, I tell my, my kids are amazing, <laughs> amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this to the camera, but I will tell you, I don't know what people do with bad kids because I got great kids yeah. and it's hard to, it's challenging. So for you, how do you control the people and ideas around you? And then what are you going to do with your children? Because you know, you have to be around them, but it's going to take time before they get you.
1: Yeah. And look, I'm, you know, number one, it's, it's communication and managing expectations, right? And consistency. Right. I I think you say it over and over. And and it's so do you, by the way. Yeah. and look, You know, and (laughs) go with me, listen to this podcast. Consistency (laughs) will be the theme song. Yeah. And and look, you got to understand, too, I've never not been to a doctor's appointment. I take my kids to school uh, three days a week and pick them up three days a week. I build my schedule. I wake them up every single morning. I build my schedule around being around my children right and my family and everything with purpose so in and then it's just you know i have this extraordinary beautiful amazing relationship with my wife so our house is filled with the energy of love and you know they it, see was it us always that way? always yeah, right perfect. and and to me i know how lucky I. it's that great ex- extraordinary peaceful amazing love is that that intangible magic side that that's inexplainable, that is is something i i treat it as the most precious thing that i have and then our children see that and they live in love you know and they live in, in... And that'll gross them out later on in life. Right, it, it's it's already starting to. 23 it's, years. Look, you know, we had our...
0: <laughs> and I kissed my wife and they can't stand it. <laughs> look, we, we just did
1: our, our five-year anniversary and every year we're doing like a full wedding for our every five years. Right And on. we did a full crazy wedding and, you know, our kids were in it now. And, and it's like, you know, he's like, well, why do you love mama so much? You know, it's because she's <laughs> incredible, you know? And it's like, they just feel that love and, and the reality of it is, is... I don't want to push philosophy because I believe, you know, outside of the only real philosophy I push, I have a a kinesiologist come and manage my children's biomechanics since they were six weeks old. Uh, I think the relationship between your muscular structure and your skeletal structure is basically the key to your entire internal functionality and and your happiness and well-being of your entire body. Flawless biomechanics will take you so far in life. So I focus on their biomechanics and then all I want if you want to do something, that's it. I don't care what it is. All you, every single thing you'll ever want to do in life, you decide what it is, and there's about four or five steps it'll take to get there and make sure the first one you absolutely believe you're going to get to because you got to get to the first one before you ever get to the next one. And if you make it to the first one, you'll begin to develop self-belief that you're going to actually get to the end. And then as you go through your milestones, then the energy starts. Now you'll be more committed and have more ambition to achieve it because now you know it's going to happen, right? And so I don't care if you want to be a lawyer I don't care if you want to be a skateboarder. I don't care if you want to be an actor. I don't care. Whatever you choose to do, um, I, as long as you grow up with that discipline of knowing you got to decide what you want and figure out the steps to get there and just master that, you'll master life because if you apply that to every single thing that you do you will then have complete clarity then because what did i do it's complex but i did that to my whole life here's every aspect of life of what i want my ideal life to look like and then i built a plan for all of it and i'm five years i thought it would take you know 15 or 20 years to do and I, and year five i'm like 75 percent of the way right and whew, feels like i won the lottery a thousand times over you know know? and and that's the 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 pursuit that i would like them to get as second nature because that will always lead to, to personal fulfillment and achievement you know without a
0: doubt man you get it you're playing chess and most people are playing checkers as i said earlier when i first met you i am blown away very rarely do i wish my podcast was longer because I think 20 minutes is always enough to stimulate interest yeah, and learn a yeah. few lessons. Hopefully people will go back and listen and write some of these things down uh, and access the information you gave them because you are a scientist. You're a ferocious Buddha. The best part about you is you're sincerely happy and fulfilled, which is very rare, uh, especially up here in Hollywood and yeah, Beverly Hills, yeah, right? It's penthouse f- is awesome, man. And, uh, <laughs> I will tell you, it's nice to meet a ferocious Buddha like yourself. I'm sure we'll do much more together.